Yes, sir. We're back. Episode 87, Just Upside Podcast. And it is the, I'm, I'm calling it, I know we haven't even spoken about it, but I'm calling it, this is the, the Halloween episode. This is the spooky episode. So I, the whole theme of the episode has got to be Halloween based. Spooky like my fucking team's <laughs> fucking <laughs> form right now, bro. That's what it's spooky. It is perfectly tied in, Keith, because I was going to say that. I was also going to say scary hours for Man United. But you said <laughs> yeah, it perfectly yeah. because it is spooky. Um, I would not want to go into that dressing room because it would probably be like a haunted house. Yeah, honestly, don't even know what to say about this club right now, man. Honestly, I don't know what to say. Like, today, it was expected. I wasn't expecting anything, but, bro, just a fucking mess, man. It's crazy. Saw the starting lineup, too. I just laughed. Bro, but just with your, the, the grandfathers in the back. Bro, fucking Scott Erickson. <laughs> well, tied in with it, instead of giving, oh. like, the, the worst player on the pitch, how about we just say, like, the biggest clown on the pitch? Bro, to be honest, you guys might, I don't know if you guys saw more. I was in and out of the game. I had a long night, so I was sleeping in and out of it. But um, maybe you guys can maybe tap into that a little bit more. But I don't know. I honestly okay. don't know. I don't know what to say about this team. I don't know. I have no words. But I do have a question for Joel to come in, too. I have a question for him and John to okay. ask about United and uh, and City. But I don't know. You guys give me, what are you guys' thoughts on this, this debacle of a club right now? Well, you know what? Before we do that, obviously, we got to, like you said, we're waiting on Joel Belmar. As per usual, anytime we set up a Zoom call, anytime he wants to get on the podcast, we are sitting waiting for him. It's currently 6.30. It is 8.30 Egyptian time. And he asked for this to start at 8 o'clock Egyptian time. So he's 30 minutes late, 29 minutes right now, which is just unbelievable like if we had offenses if you're in a football club and you're late to a meeting or if you have your phone going off oh, or whatever we need, fine. we need to do fines and if you think he's, he's making come on 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 time man. absolutely Bro. ridiculous but shout out to our regular guests that's here on time that is ordering his daughter food simultaneously while on the call just putting in effort, the type bro. of effort we need. And this guy's not even, it's a Halloween costume, but this guy's a bro. proud dad, bro. <laughs> bro John Amasor. Yeah, little, little clap for you. But yeah, welcome happy back, to, bro. Always happy to be back, man. Always happy to be back. Um, scary hours for, for sure for United, but we'll talk about it. Crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy, man. But you watched mo- you watched the entire game, right, John? Yeah, whilst this whilst at um, a four year old's birthday party. So even yeah. more like proud dad, man. Four year old birthday party still getting tapped into the game. That's definitely on my lap eating pizza, <laughs> Harry same time cake icing, entertaining, bro, and 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 laughing at United. No, I'm joking. I'm not. I, do you know what? I think it's past that. I'm not. I don't even find it funny anymore. It, they remind me of um Arsenal a few years back, like where we would have just laughed. We were laughing up for a while. It wasn't even just a few years back. It was prior to that. But um, Man United have firmly taken that. It's they're just yeah, a bit of a, it's coming a bit of a joke now. 
I think the sad yeah, part honestly. is 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 that the expectation before the season yeah, it was high. wasn't wasn't as like negative. Like it was more okay, it could be a little bit better, could be a little bit more positive. We did all three of us did kind of have United in a better position that they're at right now. Granted, ten games have been played. There's still a long way to go, but it, did I put Man United? They haven't, yeah. they haven't got to the start that we kind of thought they would. Did I put him in my top four? Yeah. Did I? I, I believe I so. Still, I still thought before the season that we'll have we'll still we're, this was still going to be a year we have a lot of ups and downs, a yeah. lot. Yeah. But the thing for me now, looking at what I've seen so far, I had them top four too. I think I had them four. I still think we're gonna finish in and around five, six, four, five, six. That's the thing. I still John, you had them, John, you had them fourth. Okay, okay. I still but... think we finished four, five, six, but I don't know. It's just it look like you said, Mike, the start of this year has just been bro, there's like no I haven't looked at a game. Maybe the only maybe the sixty minutes against Arsenal where I look like, you know what, maybe there's a little that's it from ten from nine from ten games in the Premier League. Yeah, but I've seen like something, some resemblance of a play, and seeing what they're trying to do and stuff like that. We stop Arsenal from playing, but like, man, I don't know, bro. Every game has been fucking hard to watch, hard to watch, <laughs> fo- footballing wise. Yeah, just a little okay. reminder. I've taken I've taken United to finish third this year, and Keith's taken them fourth, and John, you've taken them fourth, which is um, quite funny looking at it now. But yeah, like you said, Keith, it just it's more so like the attacking the attacking side of Man U. And I saw a info, like a little graphic of the attacking players, the forwards, if you will, of Manchester United this year. And they've done nothing. Nothing. Just <laughs> it's just obviously form is just is has been horrible. Rashford hasn't been great. Bruno's been fucking no show captain for the club. Um, who else has been up? Obviously, Anthony, nothing, bro, nothing, nothing. The only bright spot, little bright spot, has been Boyland here and there, but bro, it's shocking. And I don't know, like, I don't know how it will change, what will change, coaching change, but won't help. So, I don't no. know what he's gonna have to do. It wouldn't, it's, yeah, it just feels like the social situation all over again, or the you could say, yeah, every, but I'm getting there. Van Hal situation all over again. I just think I, Keith you, like hit the nail on the head. I've watched a lot of Man United games this year, and the only ones that I can think about um, where like I genuinely felt Man United like put in, and I'm not saying like a great performance, but they played yeah. decent. Um, the first half against Tottenham. Yeah, you know that's another one. Yeah, you're right. Tottenham. That's all I watched the Carabao Cup game when they were really good. They just looked really fluid and they were attacking. They looked like they'll score at any moment, but Crystal Palace are not the like, you know, I know they yeah. Crystal Palace, but it's it's a good performance, nevertheless. The the, the Arsenal game, I thought, you know, that like, that game could have been a draw. Like and, and and the game ended a draw, no one's gonna say anything. So I don't think that's necessarily I didn't think that Man United played well, like great, but I didn't think they played badly as I've seen. because um, yeah great that they either um so that game could have easily ended a draw those were the probably two or three games that I've, I've seen that i thought man united did all right at least but you go to the the wolves game palace i've seen them against brentford where they actually won but with the mctominay double but like they were very lucky because they sh- brentford should have been outside 
Seen him against Brighton, seen him against Burnley, shocking. Seen and and these and they won against Burnley and they won against Sheffield United. But they just Man United are too easy to play against. Like like you you can keep the ball. Any team can keep the ball away from Man United. Yeah, like United did that. Burnley did it. Brighton did it. Every team, you know, and even in that Brighton game, they started off well in the first 15, 20 minutes. But after that, it was just. I think Desebri made a few tactical changes. They were looking at him Monday Night Football the week after, and it was just like it was literally like one way traffic. But it's so easy to keep the ball against United. There is no press, there's no urgency, there's no fight, there's no nothing. Uh, not making it difficult. There's not a team that couldn't keep the ball against that Man United team. And I, the City, like I'm not even gonna. City, you could be at your best and lose to City. I mean, comfortably lose to City being at your best. So that's not Man United's barometer. Like that's the barometer for like a Liverpool side, maybe the Arsenal now of, of the last year or so, like, you know, trying to beat City. But that's not Man United's barometer. I know Man United have got a decent record away there, but the, the worrying thing is that Man United have, have have not gelled at all yet. At all. Not yeah, put no. a performance in the, the 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 Rashford thing is just like I, I thought to myself maybe he's been a bit cynical but I, I I looked at him and people like yeah he scored thirty goals last season but I just I never felt that he would repeat that again and he might go on like last year and go and you have this three month spell where he goes and bangs another thirty that might happen it wouldn't surprise me but I don't think that Rashford is. He's not good enough at the moment. He looks like the Rashford in co- during COVID or pre-COVID when he was, you know, campaigning yeah. for free school meals and stuff like that. He he looks like the Rashford of that time. Bruno, I, like, I think I've been saying this for a while. I just feel like he's been, he, he's just been poor in every element. It's, it's all right when you're scoring goals and free kicks, penalties and whatnot. But when those dry up, his performance outside that, I just, just, just don't think he gives you look at the back, Anana. The jury's still out on Anana. Like he's he's new. He's he's coming. He's made a few mistakes. He's coming and he's also been great. Like the, the save the other day in Champions League. He's got to get credit for that. So the jury's still out on him. But I, I'm if I'm if I'm Arsenal and I've got if we bring back David Luiz and I don't know who's who's the, who's the equivalent of Maguire. Mate, I don't know like Koscielny. Yeah. As my as my back two. In 2023, I'm fuming. There is no way that Harry Maguire... And bear in mind, people are like, yeah, but Man United played better with him. Okay, whatever. I don't care what the, record, the results show. They don't want him there. So yeah, the fact he's playing as a centre-half starting with Johnny Evans is wild. Crazy. It's wild. I don't care what anyone says. I don't care the performance level. It is insane. Ten years ago or something, Johnny Evans left Man United. It's yeah. not like he's well, coming back as a twenty-eight-year-old. He's like thirty-six or something. That, and that's your centre half starting. Then you've got Amrabat, you've got Eriksson, you've got Casemiro. Obviously, wasn't playing today. You've got playing Bruno out wide. You've got um, Rashford. Hoyland's been the bright spark, but like, I just look around at Man United team. I'm just like, where's it going to come? Like, who turns it around? Like they exactly. probably that's... they could probably do with a Sancho now. Even I know, in the, bro. That's the form that he's in. They could probably do with a Sancho now. Anthony, wow, that that's nah, I'm, I'm done. I'm out with him. I'm out. I'm done. You're out. Yeah. And 
And it's poor. I'm, I'm done. That's a timestamp. I like that. They got to look at Ten Hag as well. I feel like he's been getting off lightly. I've been nah, saying it. Yeah. Saying it for a while. Like he he he's coming to a club, and don't get me wrong, the, the, Man United's in a mess. Like from when your goat saying it, like that's when everyone needed to start taking note. And everyone was more applauding him. Or, um, yeah, he did the right thing, letting Ronaldo go. But no one was listening to what he was saying. He, Ronaldo, first of all, Ronaldo's bigger than Ten Hag. So if I was Man United, I would have, I would have kept Ronaldo and no. not let Ten. But no, no, he, no, no. He that, that, that's everything. A joke. That's a joke. No, I know, I know. Yeah, but I, like I don't, I never, I agree with everything Ronaldo said. Everything yeah. and I said that. But also at the time he had to, he had to go, he had to go. Of but course, I agreed with everything he said. He had to go. It's true. Everything he said was true. Once you do that and you say what you do, you like it's, it's irreparable. Like people are like, oh, that's a great decision by Ten Hag. That's a great management. But it's like, no, he's not. He, he he didn't have any other. It's not like he kept him there. Like what we Arsenal did with like Xhaka. Like the easy thing is to let him go and say no. You know what? Bye bye. See you later. You can't do that. The harder yeah. thing is to, to keep him there. But honestly, like I look at I look at that Ronaldo situation and I think to myself. Like he he'd still be the best player at United now. Yeah, he'd be just and and that is an issue because my, he spent how many players has Ten Hag bought? Twelve, thirteen. Yeah, that was Maybe even more. None of there's name me one. Maybe I've missed one, but name me one where you think he's done well. I don't even know because it's funny you say that because I was watching the filthy fellas where. Uh... We're ranking like his signings. This no, week, I'm just the video, bro. And like, bro, you were going through them. Like, yeah, they, none of them have been good, man. None of them and, have shined it, yet. Yeah, at least. Yeah, yeah. And it can't be the Glazers. All it can't be the Glazers all the time now. Like, how, how, for how long? They might be contributing to the ethos and what's going on at the club now. Yes, a little, but it can't always be the Glazers. Like, you know, at some point, someone's gonna have to change the culture at Man United. Someone's gonna have to change the fortunes at Man United because the Glazers look yeah. like they're here to. They look like they're here to stay. So this was my question. Well, I, we were gonna wait for Joel, but I'll ask you, John. Since you grew up in the UK, you saw yeah. the heights United have reached and how they're one of the biggest clubs in the world. Do you think in our lifetime, in these next maybe decade or two, yeah. when people think of Ma Manchester or B City being the biggest club in our lifetime, do you think? Do you think it could change? Because I'm I'm starting to think, bro, this has been a decade now. Yeah. Of this fucking the problem, the problem is Do you think that could change? That's a good question, Guy. Like, Man United though, like Man United, it's like it's like do I do I think um Nando's can overtake McDonald's as the big no, I don't. Nah. No. I, but I you know, but you think about even for me, like these kids I'm coaching nowadays, they're always asking, like, what are your favorite? Everybody's a city fan, these young kids nowadays. I think it's it could change, I think, man. Yeah, I think oh, what well, you're well, saying, well, Keith, like, it's well, going to be like a transition almost. It could change. Because right. all and of those have, kids, like, all of, of those course kids. Us, yeah, of course, us, all the people who support these guys, like your Arsenals and all kind of that kind of stuff. But it's like, you guys started being Arsenal fans because you see what they've done from their history. You guys, we, we lived through that and become fans of teams and players and stuff like that. So this could change, man. And you see City doing this without Pep. That's the, that's the big question. That's the thing. The, and the thing for me is, like, if he stays and does, like, a, a Ferguson thing, yeah. then I think it could happen. But he's not going to... Wins 10-plus Prems. He's got so, into... Perfect timing, because Joel has entered the waiting room. Should we let him in? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Decline. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Okay, when he come, comes in, we got to give him a little bit of stick. Yeah. John, you can start off the stick. He's in. He's coming in now. I think. Lat, lit. Lit. Hello. Look Hello, who lit. it is. Welcome. How it's we doing, like, boys? Like, uh, he's, uh, Valencia top. What's, what, what Hello, is Palmer. Palmer. <laughs> oh, oh. Bug. Joel's dressed up as John Amasor <laughs> because he is 44 minutes late to <laughs> replicating <laughs> John's behaviors and actions um, quite well. Not on the point. How are you, Belmar? All good, mate. All good. Yeah, been in work today. Good win for the Blues. Um, not long been back. Doing some puppy training, it overran a little bit. Then we had the old power cut, uh, well, and now we're back. Oh, true. The puppy the was old Egyptian power cut. Yeah, yeah. How was dog in the in with no electricity? No, that was before that. It was before that. <laughs> okay. You told me that the power went out just now. Yeah, it did temporarily. Uh, so yeah, yeah. finished up the finished up the puppy, puppy training, then stopped for a bit, then came back. Random lad. Classic. Usually about this. We're, we're, we're talking about your favorite, your favorite, your second favorite club and your second favorite manager. Ooh, Eric Ten Hag. <laughs> you know what? I was thinking about it when I was watching it. Uh, I actually only, only got the second half. What was it? The first? No, I think it was no the first half. I watched the first half. City were playing well, man. They were good in the middle. Yeah. Heath posed a great Heath, question. Heath posed a great question cool. to John. Go on. Um, and he's going to ask you the same thing. And it'd be okay. interesting to hear what you have to say about yeah. it. Yes. So, Joe, I just asked John, as someone who's grew up in the UK and seen the heights United have reached these, in their history and that kind of thing, what do you, do you think, the way things are going with both Manchester clubs in these next decades in our lifetime, do you think we could see it where Man City is the biggest, bigger club in the world? Like, from a worldview, is the bigger club in Manchester. Oh, it's an interesting point. I actually heard that on the commentary today. Um, yeah. The last decade, United have been like, the lesser club horrible. in Manchester. Yeah. And a decade is a long time. I do yeah, remember man. United with their history. and their, You know, I do class it as modern history. You know, they did dominate the league for so many years. And we talked spoken about it so many times on the podcast. They, they haven't necessarily got that fear factor anymore. Yeah. Um, with the likes of, you know, mid-table, top-half teams going there and scoring goals, getting results. And just the, the difference in quality tonight. I looked at the starting lineups and oh, it yeah. seemed that Pep was, he loaded all his ammunition there. Uh, he, he must have seen that United defence because that has to be that has to be talked about. And to go back to what you said, Crazy. sorry. I do think this period of dominance by City is fantastic. But equally, when United were dominating in the, the decade before, they did win the European Cup. They did dominate the winning the Premier League's FA Cups. So I would say it's about equal at the minute. I think in terms of um, United's history, it, it, they've certainly been there for a longer period of time. City is still relatively new, but I do think, for, in my opinion, it, it, it's completely equal at the minute in terms of the legacy they've left in Manchester and on the rest of the world and, and, and yeah. Europe and the Premier League, in my opinion. It's very, it's very even. Do you think what, if they keep going, though? 
if like the net, if we talk about this conversation like 15, 20 years and City keep going, do you think it's going to be referred to as like Manchester City's side of town and it's like Manchester's blue and like United's of the past? Yeah, do you will. Yeah, but do you think they do that without Pep? No, that's the no, thing. that's the biggest no, question. No. That's the thing. If that's the thing, I'm not saying that if if Pep stayed there for another twenty years, they're dominating for twenty years. Like I genuinely see it. Like they they're, they're yeah. going to like running that show for twenty years. But if he goes and leaves next year, I I I, I think it's it's him. He's a big part of that. He's a huge part of their success. It's the same thing. You are right, Sir Alex was a right? big part of Alex their success. Wenger, yeah. these top managers. They obviously you got City's team, and you look through like what maybe one to fifteen, and it's quality quality players. But the manager does a big fucking part of it. Yeah, that's a good I question, think, Keith. I like that. Yeah, when you look at Fergie, when you look at Fergie, he did it with worse players, didn't he? Oh, like, yeah, he that's hundred percent. The depth of uh, talent that Pep's Pep has certainly. No. Um, but when I was watching the Beckham documentary, Mike, what you were saying about it, it's fantastic. And it does kind of so shine good. a light on it, uh, especially with how well Pep's doing. It does make you compare the two. It does kind of yeah. get that thought going in head. And I was explaining to my granddad, uh, I don't know who's better, Pep or Fergie. I'm like, I really can't decide who is a better manager. Who do you put first and second in that conversation? I know, I know. If we're right, basing it off of fire daughters, it's Pep Guardiola. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think Maria Guardiola is, I think, is it Maria? Yeah, something like that. Bro, she could have whatever name right now. It's fire. So, yeah, Pep wins that battle. What do you reckon, Amazor? Who's better? Amazor is picking up. Amazor is picking up his <laughs> Uber Eats delivery, bro. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> he checked out for the last minute and a half. What a nightmare! I, think, I got even. I think, uh, think Sir Alex is more of a man manager than actual like tactics manager, though. I think like when it comes to Pep and like changing the game on the field, it's Pep one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah it's tactics. Think? You can't beat those tactics. But I think I think like, for like Sir Alex said. is more man managed. Yeah, like what you said. And you hear all those players. Yeah, you hear all those players. Like, you hear uh, Rio talking all the time, saying how. When it comes to training and that, it was always his assistants doing more of the stuff. He's just fucking overseeing everything. Keith, what was your summary of the game, though? What did you think of the game? Sorry, about I was in and out of. No, I was in and out of the game. Um, sleep, falling asleep, but uh, no, bro, I didn't expect much. Like when you said at the beginning of the game, seeing the team sheets, man, I was just like, bro, I don't know. If it's just the level. Of, uh, we're so far off it, man. Yeah. Did we're you so see? before the game he was asked was that... about and why Lindelof and he just went yeah. tactics tactics right uh, yeah very weird I thought this has got to be this, he's got to pull this off now because he can't really escape that criticism now he's, he said this is the tactical decision that I've made and it's not I wouldn't say it's backfired but you know they didn't really do well they didn't contain City they didn't handle certain individuals in, in a specific way where if you had Varane and Regulon playing a natural left back and a you know yeah. let's be honest a quarter uh, instead of Evans and uh, yeah yeah thanks yeah Evans and um, who was it Lindelof left back it's just it's just not good is it looking at that going into that game no 
man. I don't know. I don't know how how and when it turns around, man. Which is unfortunate, but spooky season though. We'll oh yeah, see. Joel. We'll um, Joel, it's the it's a Halloween special episode, so spooky season oh. for for um Halloween. Yeah, it's the time okay, of year. Covered, oh my, have we spoken about so far? Just United. We've stayed on like That's the more harrowing the the horror side of things, where I think we it's time to switch it up into something more positive. A nice little uplifting story. We had a team today that really put on their Premier League outfits and saw their badges on their sleeves and said, we are Premier League players and we're yeah. Premier League players today and we need to remain Premier League players by the end <laughs> of the season. And it was Everton FC. And all I could think about, Joel, was that would have been the away game to go to this year in London to actually see the win. If I was still in London like I was last week, I would have went to the game. I had a ticket there as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what a win! It's um, <laughs> it's becoming a little bit uh, boring. But Everton winning away, we beat Brentford away, we beat Villa away, we smashed Bournemouth at home, and now we beat West Ham away. But, you know, we're playing well, mate. And I don't know if you, I don't know if you watched the game. Um, Jack Harrison, what a signing! Yeah, he's a good signing for you. Uh, yeah, I know. Scored his goal against Leeds. Uh, sorry, not Leeds. Bournemouth uh, a couple of weeks ago. Thought that was amazing. And today, just, you know, neat and tidy passes in and around the box. Calvert-Lewin with the turn and finish. You Great. know, Mike, you always... You are a big advocate of Calvert-Lewin. And I don't really know many people who are, but you like him. And you always go on about that. Everton are different with Calvert-Lewin. And I'm starting to really buy into that. It's a completely um, different team with him. And in a, him at the front is a completely different option. Because when you sit, what, 10 guys typically most of the time behind the ball. And if Calvert-Lewin's the only outlet, he's at least causing some problems to the back line. And if they're just hoofing it and just like completely clearing it, he can hold it up a little bit. You have a guy now like Harrison that can kind of join in. Takure does join in. But what he offers he compared, does join compared to like Beto, even when you had Mape there, it's a completely different option for them. And I think that little moment where he scored, his back's to the goal, he turns, he finishes. And, like, just that little moment is huge. If that was Gabriel Jesus, we'd all be talking about it. Let's be honest. You know what I mean? It's a Gabriel Jesus-type goal, isn't it? He's hit it on the, he's turned, he's hit it on the f- first time on the spin. He's gone in the corner. I mean, what? like, I was on the way in for work, actually. I didn't actually see the goal go in. Yeah. Uh, but there's a couple more shouts that I want to uh, talk about on the pod. I wonder if Armasol's there. Has he, has he got his Uber Eats yet? Or uh, is he ready to yeah. talk about it? Oh yeah, uh, Jimmy Garner in the middle. Play oh well. my god! Play oh well. If you if you know football, yeah, you watch no, football. He... With... Mate, you what? said he's. You're, you're going to tell me that you're going to tell me that because I said that because you told me that he's class. No, it didn't. No, 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 no. I said you he's said James... football. You... No, 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 no. You said you said you said James Garner's class. I was like, he's not class. He's he's at best, at best, decent. At best. I agree. This is what happens. This is what happens. They'll 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 go away, they'll win away. They'll come you'll forget about the time where they probably they they conceded 18 goals against Bournemouth in three games. And all these players will be playing, but because they win at West Ham away, it's all sorted now. No, it's not but, just West Ham away. It's Bournemouth last last game scored a goal and got an assist. Yeah. The yeah, game before against Villa, against Villa away in the yeah. cup. 
Um, and then just playing in his natural position in the middle. Like, mm. it's not just me saying it. It's lots of other pundits are saying it. And okay, I, so fine. Fine. Me, I didn't think he was... I didn't say, I think he's class. I said he he's a class sign for Everton. I said he's a class signing for Everton. He wouldn't be a class signing okay, for Arsenal. So- but no, no, you, 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 you said he's a he's a class player. No, no, and no. I, just, I, said, I, I just wanted to say he he's not he's not class at all, bro. I know he's just not like, class. Just like a Wobi, just like a Wobi, he wasn't class. Why have we brought a Wobi into the conversation? Because he had a few good games. He had a few good games for Everton, and then and then oh, sign a new contract, sign a new contract, and then was arsed again. If I got caught by the stray, a Wobi. Poor guy, bro. <laughs> I'm just doing chilling in West London, you've been brought into the conversation. Yeah. Now, bro, look, he's had a few good games, but James Garner was also playing in those games. I think two games, I don't even know who you guys played two games ago, but we weren't saying all this when you lot were struggling against Luton. James Garner was the point. This is the point I want to make, John. Against Luton, Fulham and Wolves, we lost all of them games. But we yeah, created so James many. Listen, listen, James Garner played and was mm. con- contributed to them chances created. We had yeah, yeah. higher chance City going into this game week. We're creating chances, and like against Luton, we had ten shots on target or something like that, and lost two yeah. one. Against yeah. Fulham, we had six attempts on goal and scored zero. Like this Everton team are not playing bad, and, and I'll tell you why because we've got a proper spine through the middle. We've got right. Bradway at the got Jimmy Garner yeah. in the middle. Now we yeah. have a Luna front. We've got a okay. consistent spot of players that can all play, whether you like it or not. You can recognize that they can play ball. Mate, they cannot play ball. ball. They cannot, they can't, they can't. They, that Dominic Calvert Lewin <laughs> is um, they, they, oh, I've watched that guy for years. He kept he, he, he will score a few, he scored like his best season, like 15 goals. Wow. Not got anywhere near that in the other season since. He didn't even play. He'll be in for two games. He'll be injured for another 16. But what I'm saying is, Everton have played like with... 12 games a season. How can, how can Everton... we have to rate Dominic Calvert-Lewin? He plays 12 games a season. Yeah, but he's, he's probably played 70% of the games this season. We're talking about now. Yeah, he's got, how many goals? Three? Three? <laughs> he's got three goals? Two? He's got four. No. Yeah. Two goals? Two goals. Zero assists. He's played six games. He started four. And got two, two goals. goals. Right. That's not that. No, it made it. When we have numbers, it's not. It's not the numbers that are going to keep you from finishing like fifteenth, though, is it? He's got to be scored. Like he's first of all, he's got to be playing. He's got to be playing week in, week out. First of all, yeah, and then he gives you a chance because he will probably score at his best. I mean, fifteen is a great return for him because for me, he's like um. I don't even think he's like Ollie Watkins level. He's not. All I'm yeah, saying, so, John. So what I'm saying is, he's probably going to his goals. He might get you what 12, 13 goals in the league. That'd be great. Before I was our top goals scorer last season with like four. So if he does get us twelve, then I'm going to be yeah. happy and I'm going yeah. to rate him. Yeah, that's that's so, fine. But you can rate him. But he's, he's Dominic Calvert-Lewin is not a good player. Dominic Calvert-Lewin is just the the probably the best player on his day. For Everton, but that doesn't make him a good player. I I can see his qualities that he has. I'm recognizing qualities in players like James Garner, Eddie like Nketiah. Eddie Nketiah would be Everton's best player, but he's not a good player. He's decent at best. No, 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 no. Oh, 
in comparison to Arsenal and United and Chelsea players, yes, they are shit. But you need to look at it from my point of view. I'm not I don't playing. understand what I mean. I'm trying I get to what you mean, Joe. I get it. I get it. I get it. We get it. Exactly. Let's 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 wrap let's wrap this but, up. What you mean, but just, just because they are maybe decent players for like, or good players for Evan, doesn't mean that they're decent footballers. That's what I'm saying. Okay, Dominic, great win for what a, yeah. <laughs> up, up, up the fucking toffees, lad. I also was going to say, Belmar, that it's possibly... Oh, a little Bailey's, love that. It's fantastic because I know last year was very worrying and almost scary. And as we tie in with this Halloween, it's very it was very scary going into that last bit of the season. And you were worried and you did... The thought of going down was there. But I think yeah. I'm quite confident in saying it that you have absolutely no reason to be scared this year of going down because of how bad Sheffield, yeah. Burnley and Luton are. And very lucky. Think, you got a really good point lucky. there. Thinking the same thing, but I do think we've improved as well. So I think we've improved on last season. You can see it in the performances and mostly the results. But equally, Leicester and Leeds were relegated last season. Now we've got Luton and um, Sheffield United and Burnley, mm. as you said. They are absolutely terrible. But I do think we, we've really improved. And again, I go back to the, what I'm saying about a consistent spine uh, yeah. across the team. Um, and uh, I do, just, just a great win today. Um, it's nice to come on the podcast and actually speak positively like a couple of times this season. Yeah, I know we spoke last time, I think the Arsenal game, where admittedly that was terrible. Yeah, but the three home, Fulham, Wolves and then Luton, the ones we lost, we should never have lost. Now we get six yeah. out of nine points there instead of losing unluckily to to one shot on goal from the opposition. We're sitting in Europa League places now, so I'm not saying we're going to get Europa League. I'm not I probably won't even get mid table. We, as I think you're right in saying, I don't think we're going to go down. Yeah, which, which is which is a lot. We've been through a lot. Yeah, you have. And to be fair, Man United after ten games have scored eleven goals, and Everton after ten games have scored ten. So. Finding the net isn't uh, isn't easy for everybody. I know, and like we in in them ten games, Mike, we've we've played Luton and scored one. We've scored zero against Wolves and zero against Fulham. So you know, we we've obviously done alright. Three against Bournemouth helped helped that tally. Yeah, it did actually. I just talk that, but yeah, it was a good win for the Blues. It's a great way yeah. um, to celebrate. Obviously, you had to go back to Cairo for them to be successful. They couldn't couldn't win while you're here, could they? Nah, nah. Well, yeah, <laughs> it was amazing. Side Bobby, wasn't it? I uh, yeah, unfortunately, yeah, uh, so. that was bad though. Do we even have to talk about Arsenal and Sheffield United because Sheffield United deserves zero seconds of our time? And uh, were they bad? Were they bad? It was. It was truly bad. I don't know, John, if you want to talk about it, if Keith, if you watched it, I think it was. Yeah, I watched some of it, but like I turned it off because after a while, I was like, yeah, this is... Just some dead. training They're ground. Dead. It was honestly like training ground stuff-ish. But I have a question for you, Gooners. Yes, I love it. Keith with the questions. What's up with... What are going on with Odegaard recently? I don't know why everybody's... Where's he on? gone? Nah, bro, but big games, he does go quiet, bro. And some of your captain is... I feel like as a captain, you should never be coming off the pitch ever. When did he get you're subbed? Get subbed a lot. Where Chelsea came off, no? Yeah, I think did. Chelsea. Yeah, yeah, you did. 
didn't but play yesterday. He didn't play. I, I get they're playing Sheffield, but Champions League been quiet. He doesn't I think he was. Yet. I think he was rested against Sheffield. He was. Yeah, he no, Sheffield, yeah. You don't, Sheffield, I know. I get You don't get to play. You don't need but to he, play. Yeah, Arteta came out and said the but other late, day. Lately, I don't know. Arteta came out and said the other day that he's been playing with an injury, whether that's true mm. or not. Is Nah, it's just the he's keeping. Yeah, yeah. He's trying to keep playing. Maybe, maybe he is, but um, he, he, he Odegaard hasn't started this this like year well. I don't think. I did. I don't think there's a game where I really see him look like the Odegaard of last season. I I kind of put it down to I feel like what's changed since last season where he's not playing next to Jacker and Party anymore because yeah. Party doesn't seem to be playing at all anymore. Um, and I feel like, um the qualities that Xhaka and, and, and Partey had uh, probably supported Odegaard in terms of what he does as, as, a, as a footballer because there is no reason, the other reason that I can think of that where why as to why he's playing in the way that he is because some of the performances have been really bad, like really poor yeah. by, his, by his standards. But, you know, I, I hope that, you know, Partey overcomes these these injuries that he seems to have, have every single week. And, you know, we get that sort of midfield of Rice, Odegaard and, and, and Partey for a sort of yeah. good chunk. Of- At least the season. Like, yeah, because I feel like that's that's the way forward. And when Partey and that comes back, then there'll be a, a, a better way to judge him. Because I just don't think the Georgina, Rice, um, Odegaard... Even Havertz. Even but, when he's in there with Havertz, I don't like it. It's just what you said, John. It's just not the right balance, I don't think. And it's not no, not freeing him up as much. Because I think Havertz has been asked to float into those wider positions to almost support with either a Martinelli or a Saka and the wing backs. And I think Odegaard really liked being able to drift into either of those sides. And it seemed like he would randomly be on the left or randomly be on the right. And he would overload a situation and then be creating a little bit more. I think because Havertz is in there now, it's kind of like what John said, limited him a little bit. It's almost like stunted his growth. But I'm not I'm not fully like hating on him. I'm not like gonna start going at him. I think no, he'll just just based on his like how well he did last year, it's just been a slow start. Yeah, it has been a slow, but even if you think about like our attacking presence the start last year and how we were doing and how like free flowing it kind of seemed and the goals we were scoring and the chances we were creating seemed like it was in abundance quite a bit last year and like maybe a little bit like we weren't expecting it and this year seems like chances are harder to come by and I don't know if that's part of how teams are setting up against us I don't know what if it is that change in the midfield but even just like watching it sometimes you're like we cannot create a fucking chance to save a life you know one thing, I hate giving Arsenal players credit, but fucking Declan Rice is class as a class player, bro. He surprised me, man. I I'm like, I, I thought he was good. Yeah. Did I class, Joel can quote me on this? Last year I said he might take his level up to the next level when it comes to Arsenal. Yeah, of course. You're on better players, you yeah. should, right? That's you're what right. I said. We're seeing in we're seeing but a yeah, new side. I think that finished against Chelsea, even though it was an open goal. Was so but good. Still, yeah, the way still. the first time kind of in step and it just nestled in the side then. I thought yeah. that was class. But the other thing as well, I watched Arsenal. I think it might have been the Chelsea game. I'm not sure, but he drove from the six, drove in midfield forward past two or three players. I don't know if anyone yeah. remembers it. I yeah, think yeah. it might have been the that was Sevilla, no? Have... Sevilla. Oh yeah, 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 that was it. Yeah, he um, 
and he, I think he played a wide, but he, he's, he's class and he's slotted in in the Champions League, hasn't he? No yeah. problem. No problem at all. Uh, yeah, like Mike said, like I didn't see that. Maybe I didn't watch enough West Ham, but I feel like I never saw him. Or even for England, he I guess he doesn't have to do it for England, but the way he can carry the ball as well, like a ball carrying midfield as well, man. It's, but he's yeah, no, that's a that's a great signing, man. But he's done question. well so far. He's done very well so far and fitted in. Another before I leave North London, are Spurs good? No, <laughs> no, no, they're not. Are Spurs good? You know what? Like, I honestly think it's a it's. They're going to be almost similar to what we were like last year and what Gunners were like last year, I think. I think they I got th- a coach. Bro, it's, they're playing, it's... Oh, bro, they're bopping the ball. They're, play, they're playing football, man. I don't want to hear it. Okay, this month, this month, bro, they're playing. in November, in November, they hey. got to go. They got Chelsea. They're away mm-hmm. at Wolves. They got Villa. And then they got Man City, West Ham, Newcastle. That's their next six games. One, two, three. That four. will tell. Uh, they have really got what it takes. I think that's yeah. some that's a more this is, this is carbon copy of what we said about Arsenal all last yeah. season, bro. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> think, exactly. That's they said, played that's well against you guys though already. They they could have beat you guys at, at home. Yeah, but we could have beat yeah, them as well. I, definitely I no, think but I'm saying, but that's tough. This is Spurs we're talking about. Yeah, the at the Emirates. I think they played well, bro. I think they're playing well. <laughs> I think their keeper is good. I think the center back that they have is good. Um they're James just Madison is doing a madness. He is, and I'm listen. They're doing well and they're getting results. They haven't lost them and Arsenal. Are the only teams that haven't lost this season, um, yeah, they're flying. They're doing really it's well with Arteta last season. He had nothing to lose ultimately, didn't he? And he just kept winning and winning and winning. And then you found yourselves in a title race. And I think it's too they early can. to say one game a week. They won't be, up, but they'll be up there one game a week, man. Yeah, they have the one, one game, game a week. And they're already Son knocked out of the thing. Son is so good up top. Bro. Yeah, but he's just... like... Oh. Yeah, but what happened is, is they'll, they'll be if... they'll be in and they've lost. They've lost. They'll be... T- it's going well now. So this is not the time for us to be um, judging Spurs. It's when it's not going well and they haven't yeah. got that... They haven't got that Harry Kane to dig him out of a hole. That's the, yeah, or that's the thing. he's out for four weeks or Madison gets injured... That's when we're going to really see who Spurs are because outside of that 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 eleven, there's nothing, nothing. No. But the thing is, they still got that money, the hurricane money to spend. January, they're gonna. I'm sure they'll go out and get some more. I like job. I've never hated. I don't know. I know because you guys are Arsenal sport. You hate Spurs. I've never hated Spurs. And if Hurricane never left, they would have done some damage. I think this year. You yeah. think they do the same damage if Hurricane's there? Don't know, Mike. That's a good Why question. Not? You don't know. Tottenham having sold Kane because the players are less reliant on one one person, the fans are less kind yeah. of focused on that's true. And now goals are coming from mo- like not all say all yeah, because the centre back ships in with a few goals. The Van der Veen, he's he scored a couple yeah. now. Charles has started to knock some in. Uh Son, Son's coming to the forward position and he's doing all right. Um Kulazeski's getting his Madison's getting his goals yeah. and assists. Yeah, I mean, they're looking good, mate. They're looking so good. Pentacle's back. Yeah. Pentacle. yeah. That's big, too. Back. That's huge. That's, that's Basuma's been great. Do you know Madison what I hate, been... though? So, Joel, you remember how your hatred for Jurgen Klopp and just how he is and media personality, blah, blah, blah. You hate him. Yeah. yeah. I cannot fucking stand Ainge. 
Anch. Anch. Oh my god, this is just your Arsenal hate. <laughs> That's so Arsenal by Yeah, just wrong. Arsenal hate. If I have I... to hear mate one more fucking time at the beginning if of this the guy was the Ar- if this guy was Ar- if this guy was the Arsenal manager, this guy would be like, oh mate, if you start the pod, hey, good day, mate. Mate, 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 <laughs> mate. Get mate. out of here, man. Mate, I don't control know. the players. Mate, I don't do this. Oh, give it a break. You know what? You know what, Mike? You're making my you're comparing your hatred to Andrews to mine to Klopp. Klopp will completely refuse to talk to journalists. He will question him about why are you asking me this question. Well, maybe it's because I'm a journalist. He will <laughs> run onto the pitch yes, when when it, when he scored the winner in the Merseyside derby. You know, this man looks around for a camera, beats his chest, gets the crowd going, and then fucks off again. I can't lie, I love that shit though. I love that shit, man. What he, do, what he does to the crowd. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the three thumbs. Look around to make sure the BT Sport camera's on him. If it's not there, he doesn't do it. Hey, Joe, who do you, who do you hate more? Klopp or Jesse March? Oh, definitely Klopp, blood. Definitely Klopp. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I do hate Jesse March. Jesse March. Mate, he, just, he just gets on my nerves, Jesse March. I don't really know why. <laughs> oh yeah, I do. Actually, he makes all sorts of excuses. After the, after. <laughs> he made excuses one game against Everton, and because he's American as well, the hate that he's getting is insane. Do you know what though, mate? Like, funny enough, I was I was in each, uh, traveling home the other week from work, and I bumped into a Leeds fan, and he, um, I told him I support Everton. He goes, "Oh, I fucking hate Everton." I was like, "Why?" <laughs> I think what have you got against Everton? He goes, yeah, well, yeah, they cheated. They're going to get a 12-point deduction. I was like, no. I said, you only hate Everton because Leeds were shit and they went down and Everton. <laughs> that's the only reason. Anyway, I'm off, I'm off on a tangent here. Yeah, but, that's uh, fine. Fans bitter. And Jesse no. Marsh is a wanker. No, I think, I think I've watched a few, quite a few Tottenham games this year and they've been, they've been impressive. They've been like, that's, that's, that's all I can say on it. But, you know... They're gonna to get to a point in the season where things are not going so well. So let's see how they react then. Can I ask about Inketia as well? No, we haven't. We haven't gotten to the segment of England superstars performing this weekend. Yeah, and well, he definitely won't. And he definitely won't be in it. So we can pass. <laughs> I could score. I could score three against Sheffield, man. We had Eddie Inketia net a hat trick against Sheffield. We had Harry Kane hat trick against. I don't even know how to pronounce their team, but he did back a mask. You have Jude Bellingham in the classical. For you England fans, you must be so excited for the Euros of the potential three play. No, because what he would, what he would play Calvin Phillips, he'll play Henderson. <laughs> yeah, he won't play the right players. Like we will probably yeah. won't Odin, Bellingham, Rice, and all that together. It would be a true, true shame if this generation of English players does not win a Euro or a World Cup. It would be a shame, bro. Because yeah. the talent when you guys we- have. Michael, Jude, bro, Jude. Yeah, um, like he texted me today old. saying he's buying his jersey. I'm getting a kit. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm getting a Go kit. On, maybe, maybe an England kit. <laughs> <laughs> no, bro. Like watching that game yesterday, and this is one thing about those type of players, like world class players, for me, because he was quiet for 70 minutes of that game, bro, and then just boom. The Modric huh? too changed the game. But like, bro, yeah. class, man. Oh my god, twenty years old. I can't believe he's twenty years old. That's the thing that's that that's me out. That celebration 20. that you just, bro, oh, just so, like, iconic of... already. Yeah, how are we feeling about the uh, celebration? Yeah, I like it. It's good. It's pretty simple. Um, very effective. 
was winding the ball to fans up. I loved it. Yeah, I love it. Bro. I love that he has that about him too. A little yeah, asshole. Yeah, you, you need got that, like, that arrogance. You need yeah, that. Yeah, arrogance. Yeah, that's that's a better word. Can I ask as well about the subject of England? Um, I was discussing this with my brother. Do you think the current crop of England players were better than when we had? Uh, I want to say like 06, when we had like Rooney, Gerrard, Scholes, Beckham, Lampard, Ferdinand, Terry, etc. Do you think that's more of a golden generation than the current crop? Ooh, that's a good question. Because well, I'm like, if you wait it out and you think about other countries at that time and that generation of footballers, I think you would probably look at it and be a little bit more upset that you didn't capitalize on opportunities. Because if you think about Greece winning the Euros in 2004, like that seems like a, a wide open one to go back in on history and try and win, you know? And then you think about teams that made runs in like 2008 Euros. Obviously Spain, that's when they started their little dynasty, but you had Turkey making it to like the semifinal um, World Cup. I think... What you could say is that that team out like was underperforming massively. Apparently, they all hated each other. They all yeah, that's like, the thing. Rivalry, uh, but that's when rivalry it from club, club. Yeah, the club shit. You know, that's when rivalry. The players weren't training. I'm I'm seeing Rashford and and Phil yeah. Foden ever that. That would never. There's no buddy buddy shit back then, bro. There's no social media. That's the biggest thing. Yeah, yeah. John, yeah. England. From that though, in the Euros, you think coming up, is it necessarily a bad thing? That like players are making oh, clubs. Bad thing. I think it's a good thing. But what I'm saying is, there were they there were real rivalries. Yeah. In real rivalries, I don't think the rivalries in football are are so real now. I think it's just inherited rivalry. So it's like the Tottenham Arsenal thing because yes, the North London derby, blah blah. blah. But I don't feel. Yes, and it's always a derby against against Spurs and stuff like that. But I felt that like Henri had, I genuinely feel Henri had hate for Tottenham players. I don't, I don't know if Saka does have hate for Tottenham players. You know what I mean? And I know Vieira hated like and probably thought to himself, "I'm gonna crunch." I don't know, uh, Redknapp when I come up against him. But I don't feel like players feel like that now. I feel like they got you know their friends and they comment under each other's Instagrams and stuff like that. I I, I find it all weird, but I. The, the, the difference is with this crop and the, the, the crop of, of Gerard and Lampard and, and, and Scholes and that, I think individually those players were on, probably on another level to these players mm-hmm. in, in their clubs and what they were doing and how successful they were. But I think as the way we sort of kind of like to watch football and see football and players playing, or maybe let's, let's call it the European way, how your Spain teams play and whatnot, our current crop is the closest thing that we've got to, you know, play like players like Foden. Now, if yeah. I go back, we didn't have a Foden. We we had a Bellingham in, in the sense of like a Gerard and whatnot. We had Harry, like Rooney and Harry Kane, they're very different. You know what I mean? I think like, I'm not going to get into who's better and whatnot, but I think Harry Kane's a bit more polished. You know what I mean? But you yeah. know, Rooney's like the guy. Um, you've got, uh, you know, Ramsdale, Pickford or whatever. You got now goalkeepers that play from the back. You got a, a right wingers who, who literally can play centre mid and can pass the ball, assist, get up and down. Like do you know what I mean? I think I think the game's changed and I think it's it's moved on a lot. But if I look at the style of football that these current crop can play, 
And if he plays the right players, then I'm probably more excited to watch these lot than I was to yeah. watch the, the the you know the older generation. I think what we were thinking then is that oh we've got eleven world class players, world class. I'm not saying that they were all, but if we put them all together, they'll be able to like win win us a game. And I just don't think it, you know, I don't think it ever yeah. quite. I think um, you're right in saying the game's changed. Like you can put Trent Alexander Arnold right back, right wing or centre mid. When we look at our right back from back that back in that day, we had Neville. It was very one di- di- dimensional. No disrespect to Neville, but that's what he was good at. Yeah. And it's like we have we have such a depth in, in quality in this current crop as well. With the you know three right backs, James Walker, Trippier, and Trent, they go four. Um, so yeah, I, I I really I'm undecided on what team was better because I'm aware individually the the older the old generation were did have better quality. Yeah. Like, I think individually, yeah. But just quick before we move on, quick question because I hear it get talked about a lot with this England team. What do you think is that best um, midfield three? Ah, uh, good question. What do you think? Rice, Bellingham, and Foden. Yes, yeah, I think that's it, John. I think you put the nail on the head there. Yeah, I, right, I would look any other one. Yeah, obviously, the the this season goes, but I think that could be Madison. That's what I was about to too. Madison. Depending how the season goes, but I would go Foden. I would go Foden now. But the also, problem, I don't know. Problem is with Madison is this is this is just over like this last ten games. You know what I mean? Madison before that was 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 struggling and struggling in a team that was struggling to win games, and he was struggling to create anything and. I just, I don't know, like, yeah, Madison, I, I just think to myself, if you're coming up against, if I'm coming up against Croatia, and yeah, that, yeah, yeah. like that, and I think, is Modric going to be worried or are them not going to be worried about Madison? And that's, that's how I, like, that's how I think. Are they going to be worried about him? Are they going to be worried about what he's going to do? I just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know with him. I like, I like him, but I don't know. I think he's, a, I don't know. Sometimes I think he's overhyped a bit, Madison. I used to think that, bro, but I've watched some of these Spurs games and, Oh like, yeah, he's looking silly at the moment. Yeah, like, he's the company, yeah. But then he wasn't looking silly at Leicester, and they got relegated. Yeah. We can we'll say we'll say more of the England chat for when it comes closer to the date. It's so crazy that when what I applied for Gross. tickets and it's I can't still believe months away. Right? What is it? The last group games before uh, the playoffs are next month? Are they in a couple of weeks? November. Yeah. If you... yeah. Yeah, and last group stage games. Croatia's in That's the mud. Crazy. Croatia might not make off. it. You not lose to the other day. Was it Wales or Wales and Turkey? Uh, uh, wow, bro, we had no no life. strikers, no strikers. Bro. Entire you front, bro. Perisic out, Petkovic out, yeah, Kramaric sure. out, Ivanovic out. Um, the entire front line options were all out. All the itches were out, bro. Mad. Yeah, bro, itched out. Mad managers. Mm, yeah. It, it'd be weird to see any major tournament about Croatia. Especially that being Lamar's last of soccer in a sort of man. I think even if we don't make it through the group, if we don't come top two, we still get, we have a playoff game because we won our Nations League group. So then we'll still okay. at least get a playoff game, which should, should hopefully, but there's a lot of calls. For Rakitic to come out of retirement and potentially uh, play, in the, play in the two games that are left. Um, there's a lot of Croatian media and a lot of people 
asking and wanting to come back just to help out to qualify not even to commit to playing at the euros but just these two games because i don't know if you saw his goal like the other night or yesterday or friday night that volley like he's still got it man i'm sorry i actually ended his international career yeah Yeah, i think he was i think he was just trying to chill in spain and be yeah i I don't blame him he played well against Arsenal rakasic yeah he's pulling i thought he still got it. He can still play. On pulls the strings against Declan Rice, bro. <laughs> At his age, I'm just like, yeah, if he can contribute and do a little bit, then it's fantastic. But, Mojo, how do you qualify now then? What do you need? What's up? What do you need from the last two games? I think just two wins. Two wins. Um, and what about other results? If not, who's it, who else is in your group? Turkey and who else? Turkey and Wales. Yeah, Wales are finished, aren't they? Well, Wales, Turkey, no, have, no. Turkey have to play Turkey Wales first. their last game. So Wales have two games left. And one of them is against Turkey. So if Turkey okay. beats them and we win our remaining two games, which is like Armenia and Latvia, I think. Yeah, Latvia and Armenia, which should be wins, then yeah. it'll be fine. But yeah, I don't know if Wales beats Turkey somehow. And I think it's in... Um, it's in Wales. It's probably going to be in Cardiff, so it'll be a tough one. Uh, probably got enough quality to beat Wales. They're not so not great these days, are they? Yeah, they're all right. But too much talk about the Euros, guys. What else do we got to talk about? Anything else? Bellingham, obviously yeah. incredible. Who? And um, what do we think? Champions League so far? It's just it's just City or just the favorites, aren't they? Yeah, it's got to be City. How can it not be? How can it not be? So, just, Michael Owen said something the other day. Actually, I was watching um, after the, these these pundits, man, watching uh, the Arsenal Sevilla the other day. He said, "Um, Arsenal are the second or third best best team in the Champions League right now." If what, what's your thoughts? I I'm trying to think of. Don't think so. Bayern, no. Real Madrid, Bayern, Madrid up there. Bayern, yeah. Yeah, Barca. Real. I think I'd put you guys ahead of Barca, man. I I, I think I'd chances against Barca. Over two I legs? Over two legs? Yeah. yeah, maybe. But in a one-off, I don't really know. I, I fancy Barca, Barca I mean, bro. We did Barca. Bro. Fancy us against Barca. That'd be a great match. It would be. It would be. But I don't know. I don't know about that. But yeah, I would say it's obviously City. There's Bayern. There's Real Madrid. There's... Who are we forgetting? City, Bayern, Madrid. You, you can look at your PSGs if you want. Yeah. Like PSG yeah. Atletico's. They're all nah, right. Arsenal better than Atletico, I think. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, but I'm just checking yeah, who the teams oh, yeah, in yeah. there. And your Dortmunds and and whatnot. Yeah, yeah I think you got I don't it. Know. I was watching the Dortmund-Newcastle game the other day and I was right. thinking... That surprised right. me. That result surprised me. Right. Dortmund-Newcastle. Eh? Who do you think's better, Dortmund or Newcastle? It's an interesting one, that, isn't it? Because Dortmund are in that position and Newcastle yeah. are on the... Do you know what? If it, if it's the Newcastle that, that, that turn up against PSG, I don't feel... I, I genuinely feel like most teams would have folded. Like, that that's the worst type of... Newcastle that you can come up against, you where you don't get an inch, and the fans that that yeah. was one of the 
been in a long time just for like the fans being up for it the players being up for it that like, you saw I saw I mean th- there were bits of football where you know where they scored like really good goals etc but like their actual play wasn't like it wasn't like they played outstanding football they were just fighting they were just winning the second first ball second balls giving uh, PSG players zero time and I just thought to myself honestly I, I, I felt sorry for Mbappe and the others out there because I was just like no one would be able to deal with them but then no. I saw them the against Dortmund and they weren't pumped up for it in the same way and I just thought to myself that like they were just quite easy the game was very open it was an open game and it was still an entertaining game but I I thought to myself is like that's that Newcastle's too easy to play against and that's the one I want next week because we're going there you guys go there next week huh I think Newcastle were humbled against Dortmund in a way, I thought Dortmund played very, very well. Yeah, yeah, that group's still gonna be sticky, but Dortmund's not. Like I'm, I was looking at their lineup from that game on Wednesday night. Was it Wednesday night? Yeah, and like, if you can tell me who that striker is, <laughs> Nicholas Falkrug, thirty-year-old. Oh yeah, he's he's had a mad rise to Dortmund. He was playing, I think, in the second division of German football, and uh, not so long ago, he made his World Cup debut, I believe, for Germany. Front, wow, world cup. He's had like a mad rise to the top. He, in the last like two or three years, he got all the way to Dortmund. It's kind of like similar to how Ricky Lambert was when he was in League One with Top After. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's mad. What's that got, group looking like right now? You got free to the PSG's, PSG's on six points, Dortmund and Newcastle on four, and Milan is on two. It's very good. Cool by Mbappe the other day, too, bro. My god, yeah. Yes, uh, unbelievable. Yes, the Champions League goal. When he cut it and put it near post, bro. Crazy. Scary, <laughs> scary hours. Um, did you guys? Move, bro. Did you guys yeah. see the um what the inter inter fans had prepared for Lukaku? Lukaku, no. The ultra group handed out. It's Italian media reports that it's about um. It was about 30,000, but some were saying 40,000. The Ultra Group handed out 40,000 whistles to give Jesus. to everybody. And they gave like little notes about what to do about Lukaku. And it was like every single time he touched the ball or any time it was anywhere near him to blow the whistle. And when he walked out onto the pitch for warm-ups, they were all just booing and shouting and whistling. And it was fucking hilarious. And it reminds me, so I just came back, obviously you guys know, but and people listening, um, was in Florence, was at this bar, and I was watching the Arsenal Chelsea game, and the guy noticed me watching it. And on the other TV, Inter were playing, and I went out for a, uh, a sig, and he came out and he started chatting to me, and his English wasn't great. And he's like, "Oh, I support Inter. I've been to like every single game, blah blah blah." And then I was like, "Okay, yeah. Um, what about Lukaku?" And he just straight up turned, stared at me, and went, "For me." Lukaku is the worst person in the world. <laughs> I was like, worst person in the world. And he's like, yeah, hate him, can't stand him, blah, blah, blah. He's like, I'm going to the game when the, when Rome comes here. And he's just kept on going in on it. And they fucking hate him. Interesting. He did do better for them, didn't he? He was such a good yeah. player for them. Yeah, it's so like great. The way, like the, the way it ended. Yeah, the Delphine. villain arc. Like he did come out and say, I want to play for Inter when he's playing for Chelsea. You know, he can't be that bad. 
I, I love Lukaku. Mate, he so holds as awesome. we just finished, like as we're finishing, Inter have won the game 1-0 and Marcus Turam scored in the 81st minute um, to win. He, re- he replaced Lukaku. And he replaced Lukaku, yeah. And Lukaku, he played all 90. Oh, that's rough. He he did well, well, but and he he seemed to have an affiliation with the club, um. So I'm surprised that he didn't go and sign there again. But I don't know, maybe it's to do with money, maybe it's to do with a better project elsewhere. But um, there was a stage where I thought he was going to sign for Juventus, which would have been even worse. But the fans revolted; they didn't want him to sign. So it's like changed the club's mind as well and his mind. Really? Yeah, but, they were protesting. Yeah, yeah, they didn't want Lukaku. Yeah, but that was because he. So they were talking to Inter. Then they heard that he then began talking to Juve and, and other Italian clubs. So they were just like, well, well, F him, basically. Because he remember when he was at Chelsea, uh, when he left Inter to go to Chelsea, he the reason one of the reasons why he was obviously left out the team, because then he did that interview where he was saying, oh, he's got unfinished business at Inter. Um, he misses Inter. He wants to go back there. So they brought him back on loan. And then he, obviously he was gonna he was meant to stay, but just I don't know what happened there. He just decided to go to Roma. No, basically like Inter Milan didn't want him after the loan. He had no obligation. They have no so money as went... well. They had no money. They had to get rid of players. Yeah. They were trying to do everything. They brought Sanchez back. Chelsea are being shrewd. They just don't want to. They don't want to sell. I think he's on loan at Roma, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think was they it, don't want to sell. Forty million back to buy. Unless it's a substantial amount, I, I'm I, I heard on their talk sports. Yeah, true. Because even though Chelsea have bought loads of players, they still need to recoup some of the cash for FFP, don't they? Yeah, need but a big Chelsea, fee for Lukaku. But yeah, Lukaku. Let's wrap this episode up. Um, any final Just quick thought? shout out, obviously, for uh, Men in Orange last night, five time oh. champs. I think five, four, five. Fourth champion. CPO. Four times. Forge, Hamilton Forge, for John and Joel's like the the Manchester United of the <laughs> Canadian <laughs> Premier League. If we're talking nowadays, it's the Man City. <laughs> it's the Man City, but yeah, no, shout out to those guys. Shout out to Kyle Becker. Uh, I was well, talking to him bef- before their uh, semi-final told him to bend one in for me, and he did. So, um, honestly. Yeah, well, so that club man, it was crazy. I watched the we went into extra time and they scored two goals late, but mad one too from deep and then the Olympico too. Bro, it was crazy to end up finish the game, but yeah, what that team's doing, that coach, shout out to that Bobby, fucking doing big things, man. But yeah, the Kings of the CPL. Kings, well, if you remember, Keith, Joel actually picked a CPL team about last year. Yeah, I it? remember. Who'd you pick? Was Do you remember? Them? It was Atletico Ottawa. Yeah, oh, he picked Atletico Ottawa. But we, yeah. Uh, yeah, obviously we are the Forge guys, and yeah, Forge was in the final last night in Hamilton. Um, yeah. You got to see the highlights, guys, because honestly, it went to extra time, and all three goals were great. But yeah. then Forge scored in hundred eleventh off an Olympico, and won the league and won the title. Well, send us. Let's have a look. Yeah, I'll I check will. them out. Okay, and Ash gets a ring as well, no? He's considered a champion, no? Probably, yeah, probably. He was out there. I was talking to him. He was at the game with the guys after. So, yeah, I'm sure because he played some games this year. Yeah. We're retired. Our team, so, four yeah. championships. That's four, man. 
Look at that, bro. It's fun. It's nice to have a team that's uh, a winning winning side. <laughs> Something. <laughs> Give me that. I think I think Arsenal are closer than United, and certainly I'm just right now, man. Anything. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. But yeah, it's shout out to Forge. Wild. CPL season in the books. Champions. Hamilton. Shout out Hamilton. Um, John, anything you want to add before we go? Fuck United, man. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Joel, anything you want to add before we go? Up the toffees. And also, John, watch James go on to prove you wrong, mate. We'll have this conversation at the end of the season. <laughs> he did not forget that entire time. We've been talking for how long? He has not let that one go. Well, James Garner. How much money did you make last season? Jared Braithwaite is going to the top. How much money did you give me last oh, season? Oh, I think I got to write hey, that one down. How much money did you give me at the end of the season? 20 quid. That's much lower than 16. I'm a different Where? man now. Sorry, 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 sorry. Where's, because um, I'm actually not aware, this isn't a dig. Where's Ben Godfrey right now? Better than Saliba, really. You know what they say that. The next real, <laughs> the next real Ferdinand. <laughs> I haven't heard about the next real Ferdinand in a while. Who said that? <laughs> Belmar said he's better than he's better than Saliba, and Yerry Mina is better than William Saliba. Oh, then. He's <laughs> <laughs> like that guy. He's like that Liverpool guy that could. I'm, I'm serious. I'm serious, man. Why are you laughing? No ifs, ands, or buts, just certainties, man. Is that kid? I didn't. I didn't say Mina was better than Saliba. I just acknowledged he was good. No, you. No, you said you said Mina was better. Guys, we're not going into this whole chat about it. If it was sad, it was sad. Just before we leave, too, we need to have like a. We need to have some debates on here, and we have to have an episode like that. We need to have a debate. I think one with just like a series of questions where you can go into debates and not even talk. I think we can have an episode the next time all of us are together is either have an episode where we just debate, like we don't talk about that games that happen on the weekend. And I want to do like Keith, when you watch like filthy fellas, I want to do a draft. Yes. Yeah. We'll, we'll I want to do a too. draft. Yeah, yeah, and I want to do a draft. Of, of certain, yeah. At least of those four of us, even if we do like, the last remaining of the Champions League in the 16, if we do a Euros draft, if we do whatever yeah. that is. Um, no, you know what we need to do? Because we need to know who knows ball. We need to do like a historic draft all time. All time is crazy, though, because you can build a fucking team. What? Yeah, what bro. is it? How do you... uh, bro, I was in the same boat. I was thinking, what are these not talking about? So pretty yeah. much, say, if like... we had a draft... In let's just say current Premier League teams, you have to you have to make an eleven. Yeah, yeah. And it would go, let's just say, in the order of our Zoom call. I don't know if it appears the same for everyone, but if I was first pick, John was second, Keith was third, Joel was fourth. Oh, I know. And then, yeah, so we pick then it team. would go Joel fifth, reverse and snake order. Oh, oh yeah, okay. You'd have to pick a player, and once that player is picked, you can't take that person. So if I took yeah. Holland, you no one else can take Holland in their team. And okay, you, I. So, and then we so debate like the, picks like and then see who's got the best 11. Okay, okay, okay. 
Yeah, do, so do, like, do, do we it with any scenario. We can do it with like so Syria. Like, cool, like cool one would, would, would be, yeah, Syria or like even like a World Cup 2008 or 2014 World Cup draft. Best yeah. players are at that time would be good. Like that's, something like that. that. Let's do that, right? yeah. So we can do that. Champions League round of 16. Once the group stage is finished, we could do one going into the last 16 of players. Yeah. Or we could, and then going into the Euros, we could do a, a preview one and a draft one. Yeah, good idea. Yeah, fantastic. We'll That'd be like great, that, yeah. bro. I'm going to have some fucking fantastic picks. I, I can't wait to Maybe clock. we'll do something like for during Christmas. Yeah. 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 Closer to Christmas or something. We'll yeah, it. that'd be a good one. Yeah, I'm down. I'm down. But that's the end of this episode, guys. That was a good one, lads. Yeah, yes. cheers. Cheers. Belmar, thank you for coming, even though you're a little late, but we do appreciate you coming. No worries. No worries, Mike. Nice <laughs> to see you, Keith and John. Yeah, as always. <laughs> and then, um, John, thank you. Even a little McDonald's intermission, you're still here and you're still providing. Great insight. Hey. There's a Pardon? kale, kale, and fried kale and spinach. No. <laughs> fried kale and spinach. My guy hasn't seen fried kale and spinach in years. Just in case Luther's listening. <laughs> if my PT's listening. Oh my goodness! And then Keith, obviously, another app episode eighty-eight, eighty-seven, right? Eighty-seven, Ooh. eighty-seven, eighty-seven in the book. The big one. Uh, it's close, man. I know. Um, if you got to this point, episode, thank you. Appreciate you. Obviously, share, like, do whatever you got to do um, with the pod. Um, blast it from the rooftops. And until next time, later days. Peace.